Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Malfeasance, Chapter 11.11, and Histories, Arc 11. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know if Avery and Nora break up, or if Lucy ever spends time with Wallace again, and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there'll be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. I feel like the funny thing about that one Pale thing is it definitely makes it sound like Avery and Nora break up. Like the way you say that. It's like, just because it's so specific. <laughs> You know, well, we don't know. <laughs> I know it's just like <laughs> Wallace will ever be mentioned in the story again, which I find funny. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny, but it just it just makes it sound like you know, it's just something very specific that you're like, oh, well, I wouldn't have thought that they would break up, except that you literally just said that. So I'm suspicious now. You know, don't be it's suspicious. Like, oh, like you know, if you don't want to know if I don't know, like Verona's grandfather died in 2018 in march from a heart attack when he was reading the paper you know See, we don't know yeah but it's just so specific <laughs> it's not that specific i know it just feels it just feels specific-esque i guess okay all right well what if i said stay together if avery and nora stay together does that feel less specific no because okay. then that makes it seem like they broke up for sure, and maybe or they're, they're super rocky, and maybe maybe they'll stay together. Maybe there's a chance. So I mean, they are kind of yeah. rocky right now. Well, thanks for telling everybody that. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I'm, I'm Leah. It's okay. Okay. Anyone who listens to this knows that there are spoilers. I just think it's kind of funny because it's a little specific. Just a little specific. Um, I almost make it think the whole Wallace thing sounds more ominous. Like ever spends time with Wallace again anyway yeah maybe that's true I mean that's all right I'm 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 just being a critic it's okay all right um we're gonna do a quick chapter summary Eva taunts Blake she then works on clouding the water and Blake is forced upstairs to regroup with Peter Andy and Eva argue about sheets <laughs> and other things Blake tells the Thorburns to hit the breaker tricking Andy and Eva that the lights went out so that they don't actually like you know cut the power literally yeah Yeah. (laughs) um peter knocks andy out and pisses off eva and then eva and blake come to a reluctant truce then we have a midge corviday and green eyes interlude what did you think of these chapters malit um yeah the first chapter was like really exciting and dramatic and kind of like oh god and then it all seems to have sort of worked out in a way Um, (laughs) magical kind of and then the interlude was just like really disturbing and upsetting in many ways yeah i know it's kind of lazy for me to just like summarize it by saying there's an interlude but um no we don't need to get into the details no (laughs) it's only a podcast about (laughs) oh i'll let you get into the details (laughs) uh all right so we start by eva trying to freak Blake out and at least pissing him off. Yeah. Um, one thing Blake's sort of running down exactly how fucked this house is 
and mentions that Callan's in the couch. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I hope someone got Callan out of the couch. And then, like, the nice thing about reading these two chapters together was at the end of next chapter, he mentions that one of the innocents is in the bedroom, and I hope that's Callan. <laughs> I hope they got Kellen out of the couch. Because <laughs> um, I might not have noticed it if we hadn't read these back to back like this. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the most important part of this section, but still, like, imagine being in a couch. Like, oh my god. It's true. It'd be pretty traumatic. Uh, yeah, I'm also allergic to, like, pillows and shit. And so just thinking mm. about, like, having, like, an old couch mattress pressed up against my face, like, makes my face start, like, swelling up like just thinking about just it thinking about it just thinking about <laughs> my it. eyes are swelling She's actually gotten more swollen just talking <laughs> my lips are itching it's awful wow that's pretty that's a pretty bad reaction if you just have to think about it uh, and you start having physical manifestations it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah so we don't know where peter is we don't know what's going on blake's like ah and then evan's there and He's like, oh, look, it's Eva. <laughs> um, Eva calls him Bloody Marv, which was pretty funny because um, it's one letter off from Mary. And he really is like a Bloody Mary at this point. He's a scary mirror dweller who tries to kill you. <laughs> um, so that's fun, especially thinking about Rose and Mary and stuff at the beginning of the story or like toward the beginning and how like Blake just is that now. Um you know, it, this is very random, but I was just wondering, as you were saying that, I'm like, what is considered the male equivalent of Mary? And a quick Google search says Marion or Marius or Mario may be used as masculine equivalents. Oh, huh, because I feel like Marion is also a woman's name, but that's I cool. think it's one of those that can probably be either one. Right. Mario is cool. And also, they're both cool. Bloody Mario. Bloody Mario. It's a new video game like idea. He is red. <laughs> like, that's my red. It's to hide the stains. It's to hide the blood stains. Yeah. yeah. No other reason. And what is Luigi then? He's green. Um, He has green blood. He's... What? What's that? Like, there's some alien or something that has green blood. Is it Predator? I feel like I there's a remember. bunch that probably um, yeah. have had alien green blood uh apparently the yeah. x files which hmm. i honestly haven't seen me neither i have to admit maybe classic, luigi but... is the reflection of mario and so they're so like, like opposite you know okay so like green like, is life Arbitorum severed them yeah and so like luigi is he you like know, not gonna try to murder you <laughs> So he like grows, he's just like has a green thumb and like can <gasps> heal and like grow shit. And Mario's gonna just murder the shit out of you, which makes it really <laughs> ominous that he's always going after Peach. So maybe Donkey Kong or you know, whoever, not Donkey Kong, or yeah, Donkey Kong. It was Donkey uh, or, Kong, yeah. It is Donkey Kong. Um, or whatever, uh ba- like Bowser or whatever, um, bad guy is actually trying to save her from this crazy like murderer guy. Right. I thought of something else that I actually think is like even funnier. So what if Luigi is like doing the same thing Mario does, but Luigi is red, green, colorblind? (laughs) (laughs) So Luigi thinks that he's covering up the (laughs) bloodstains. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> this reminds me of a Tangled quote where, what? He's got blood in his mustache. Blondie, tell him he's got blood in his mustache. Or look at the blood in his mustache. Um, Because they wow. have mustaches. You know, I, I'm going to let you them. go with the colorblind idea. I'm going to go with the like, Luigi is bringing life because I feel yeah, like that is I gotta have someone be that so you know cool. on the lookout for Peach. Although, yeah. and then they're and then they're taking magic mushrooms, so that's just mm-hmm. mess, you know, right? Like it's just yeah. bad all around. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know he's depressed. He's a plumber, not doing that well. Even though plumbers can make a lot of money, but he's like not a good plumber. You know, he just kind of sucks at his job. Obviously, do we know that. <laughs> Well, how, much pl- how can you be good if you're constantly like you're never doing plumbing? He's obviously not ever the doing mushroom it. Kingdom, like he's got it locked down. Does it ever look like he's maintaining There's the pipes? Pipes everywhere. We should have a game, a Mario game, where he has to go and like maintain the pipes plumb. that he's jumping through all the time. You know, <laughs> I maybe there is something like that. There's frankly, a lot of Mario if games. He's jumping through them. They, he can't be maintaining him very well because there's no water or anything that's actually going through him, right? Well, maybe they're like mom's like vacuum thing that you named really the well. Food tube or a snack vac? Snack vac, yeah. Yeah, they're they're the Mario tube. <laughs> the Mario tube. They're the tube so, like like the tube mm, in London. Like mind the gap, except like you're going <laughs> to jump into the gap. Mind the serial murderer. <laughs> Find the serial murder. It's like no one uses it anymore. You know, it's like there's only like you know some random bad guy things who obviously can't get out of there. They got they're not really bad guys. They're just innocent victims that got stuck down there. And Mario's killing them all. And basically, it's self defense. It's every time Mario gets killed by something, it's just in self defense because they're minding their Mm -hmm. own business and he's just trying to come through and stomp on everyone's heads. Man, yep. you know, I never thought about it like that it's before, dark. but it's dark. Yeah, dang, thank goodness for Luigi, who also is. But I don't know, it's it's kind of doing the same thing, but I'm still believing that <laughs> it's it's opposite. I believe it's opposite because it makes me feel better. Better, <laughs> but at least there's a chance. There's a chance that Princess Peach can, you know, maybe be saved by the green guy instead of the creepy murderer guy. Hmm. Hmm. Before we go back to Pact, shout out <laughs> to our blessed mother for being possibly the only person with a, or like, it's the only name I can think of that like has a male version of it as opposed to like having a female version, right? Like, I think Patricia is like the female version of Patrick, but I don't think uh-huh. Maria is the male, is the female version of Mario. I think Mario is the male version of maria like i think we got maria and then people were like she's so cool let's name men after her wait are you talking about bloody mary no i'm talking about mary mother of god i thought you were talking about our mother no <laughs> i was really confused i was like what are you talking about our blessed mother yeah. <laughs> we all know that <laughs> like the female version of, of mother Cheryl. <laughs> and i was waiting to <laughs> like you say something about cheryl and i was like okay I'm not getting the Maria. <laughs> Cherylo. Because, so, I mean, yeah. And Cherylo? Cherylo. Okay. I'm going to say no. And I'll, you know, you guys, if, if you think that's a good name for your son, just no. Cherylo. No. Cherylin. No. That's... By the way, it's our mom's birthday. And it is. I don't know. It'd be cool if people, like, said something nice. 
I thought about this yeah. a while, like last week, and then I was like, I don't know what to ask people to do. But just if you like say something nice to our mom in the Discord, we'll like. I'm gonna show put her that as our happy. discussion question. Wish okay. our mom a happy birthday. <laughs> and then if we have another discussion question, I'll add that. But you guys have to wish, yeah, our mom a happy birthday. Please wish. Yeah, it's a big birthday. I don't know if we can be like she's this old, but I don't know if we should. Maybe not. It's but it doesn't end in like a two or a seven. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> No, it's a three. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and packed and pale, but three is a pretty big number, Malia. I mean, That's so true. is seven, though. But <laughs> mm. Okay. Um. Well, let's remember that, and let's go back to our story. Yes. So speaking of names, Blake, like, doesn't just impulsively be like, my name is Blake, for, like, possibly the first time, and I'm proud of him. Um, I don't know what she could have done with it, but it's probably a good idea to just not. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is kind of upsetting. Blake's narration keeps getting. I, I don't know if part of it is when I'm reading them the second time to like do my notes. I'm listening to the audiobook, and he just does such a like intense like Batmany kind of voice for Blake. <laughs> And I don't know if just the guy like Speechuck's voice is like kind of deeper and stuff. Um, hmm. And so I don't know if it's partly that he's just like, I'm intense, like, you know, like, or <laughs> if Blake is just becoming more and more like desensitized because he's like hmm. not human anymore. Um, but I'm See like that. worried about him. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. It's fair. Just thought I'd say that, that I'm worried. All right. Noted. <laughs> But yeah, so we get that Blake's worried about Peter because Andy is scary, but he feels like he can't just leave Eva to run around the house. And she sort of solves that by, oh, well, that's the next section. Just kidding. Um, She decides to just like mentally torture Blake by being like, we're horrifyingly murdering and torturing your friends. Um, yeah. And it's it's unnerving in this story in a way because we're so used to people not being able to lie and so having a character who can but you're so used to like the things people are saying being like some version of the truth um it just hits harder in a way but also there's that doubt you know especially for someone who like you totally believe would do that you know right right um and just she's like, oh, I always wanted to know if it sucked being bound. And Blake's like, I don't know, because he's like, being honest, he doesn't know. But also like, uh, fucking duh. Like, of course he does. And like, I, she's just like tormenting him. But she's trying to. Yeah. I wonder if it sucks, like being shoved into an inanimate object and being left there for thousands of years. No, I think that'd be great. Like, what? Yeah. Get to take a really long nap and just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Focus on you. <laughs> Yeah. Self improvement. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but yeah, and then she mentions that thing about how like the Mayans believe that the world used to be like chaos and like order was imposed on it. Um and this reminds me of something that I didn't go look up and maybe should have. Um I think maybe Faisal was talking about the abyss as chaos, um, not as nothingness. Um and this is a kind of thread that keeps coming up in the story about entropy, about chaos, about the end of things, about how the demons will win. Um, mm -hmm. And it feels important. And even if like just thematically important 
And I feel like I should be able to be like, aha, Blake is the whatever. And that means that this will happen. And this is the theme. (laughs) Um, Because I mean, so Blake does go down into the chaos, arguably like prehistorical, whatever the fuck. And be changed by that and he was like almost eaten by a abyss demon and he's in the abyss and the void and i don't know this was unhelpful Mm-mm. <laughs> but at least people know that maybe i should have i found a clue <laughs> you found a clue and that's what really matters yeah yeah in um call or law school exams you have to be able to spot the issues so that you can like talk about them and just spotting the issue doesn't get you that much but it is like a key first step so i feel like i have spotted an issue and i don't know the rule statement and i don't know how to apply it but it's fine (laughs) it's gonna be fine it's totally fine all right try to think any other bits you want to talk about in this section i don't don't know why Okay. Uh, Eva works on clouding the water and Blake is forced upstairs to regroup with Peter. Yeah. Um, sorry. Andy and Eva argue about cheats. <laughs> yeah. So Eva figures out that Blake needs light for the reflection to work. And he's, she's just sort of like, okay, maybe you make it dark and you can't be here. So um, Blake kind of pretends he's not there anymore. And she, you know, runs past him. And he tries to stab her, and then she uses fire extinguisher to force him downstairs, and he's kind of like, well, why didn't I go to the closest reflection behind her? And it does feel, like, cinematically, like, her, like, blasting the thing at him should, like, force him backward. Um, yeah. Like, it kind of made sense in my mind that that would, like, if he's, like, propelled through that dark space, like, he would end up behind, like, farther, you know? Um, but then he also he questions this again later when he doesn't end up uh, with Evan. He ends up like downstairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the person's intent or something has something to do with it. Um, I also don't know if there's like, again, some sort of clue with this. But or if it's Wildbo just kind of acknowledging like or explaining like it doesn't just it doesn't work this way, y'all. So don't whatever. I don't know. But my favorite thing in this chapter probably <laughs> Is whenever Blake goes to find Peter in the bathroom, he never is like, you know, hey, Peter. Like, he's, he doesn't ease himself into it at all. He's just like, murmur, murmur. And Peter's like, fuck, like, every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Because, um, of course, like, he's in a horrifying situation. He's in a house where all the, like, exits are, like, barred with, like, explosives. And um, he's trying to flood the place. And, you know, like... He just, he's in a really bad situation and there's like this like, you know, horrifying bloody Mario who's gonna, you know, just show up randomly. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I've like jumped when like rounding the corner and not realizing like that like my fiance was there or whatever or like sometimes, like one time, <laughs> actually this happened a couple times, sometimes Egwene will like jump up onto my lap and I would have known she was there and then like I'll jump and then she freaks out <laughs> and i feel bad so the idea of peter jumping in this situation is very understandable but also like really funny yeah (laughs) oh Um, my goodness yeah and then either peter does like a three beat that is fulfilled in the next chapter or 
this is also a clue. Um, he mentions like, hey, keep talking like that and I'll start thinking you're not really some long lost Thorburn cousin. And like when Blake, you know, because he's like trying to be someone, he's like complimenting Peter or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he again, when he's like, hey, don't like murder this man. Peter's like, are you really a Thorburn? <laughs> um, and so I don't know if this is some sort of hint of like, yeah, he's like not really or he is something and what do i do with this and like the the cliffhanger at the end of next chapter um the idea that like maybe isn't a thorburn but also peter maybe remembers him how wild is that though like i mean i know we this is kind of expected because we've been reading this book for a long time and obviously like all the thorburn family are assholes but like to like be like (laughs) have it so ingrained that like you're like to or like if you think of your family name They've got to be a complete dickwad, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, he like he says he's, you know, my second cousin, but like and he's calling himself a Thorburn, but he wouldn't backstab his grandma, you know, or like <laughs> he wouldn't try to kick other kids like, you know, in order to, so he could get that candy bar first. Like, <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He's got to be a dick if he's a true Thorburn, you know. <laughs> well, it just it's, it's funny. It is funny and it's also really sad. Like mm-hmm. like imagine these people as children and like them learning that well, like still being betrayed a lot of, you know. <laughs> but like like right, like like imagine, you know, like little adorable 5-year-olds or whatever and like or 7-year-olds and just like being straight up betrayed by like your uncles and aunts and like other people like this has to have been drilled into them both by like their parents saying like wow they're so horrible and also by yeah. like them doing things to them and like mm-hmm. actively like like literally this is the only way to like survive right, this family. Like, the only like the immediate family groupings that live together seem to be like somewhat positive and you know supportive of each other but like certainly not healthy or good and beyond that it's like active like war and so it's Mm -hmm. just so awful that like like they really had to learn this lesson um and like yeah again like thinking about was blake real were blake and rose one hybrid person who did have friends um were Paige and molly and blake friends um or Blake Rose, Blow Rose, whatever. Bros. Um, bros. <laughs> bros. <laughs> Hello. We named our son after you. His name is Bros. <laughs> He's like, yeah. You know. Please love him. Please love him. <laughs> Pretty much as the name implies, you know. He's a, yeah. you know. He's a yeah. real bro. Or were Blake and Rose twins? Um, There's just so many questions. And they're mm. all sad. Okay. <laughs> they're all depressing. <laughs> I'm also just like, well, I was going to fuck me over at least like three more times in the story, but I still feel a little embarrassed each time. And I don't know what's happening, but it feels like I'm about to get embarrassed again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Malia, I just had a thought. So we were talking about Mario earlier. So obviously Rose is Mario, not to mention roses are red. And Blake Whoa. has to be Luigi and like <sighs> green eyes. Ah! Oh my gosh. 
We just figured out something really stupid. <laughs> like, mind blowingly like amazing, but also what is happening? Like the real inspiration for the story. It's bloody Mario. Bloody Mario. It's really deep. It's really deep in there. Like to where you probably you guys probably are like, this doesn't actually like make any sense, but like it's just that deep. You know, and, Roses you know, are red. it's like subliminal, even, bloody. you know, like maybe Wildo played a lot of Mario. Maybe he doesn't even realize it, but you know, it's like subliminal, you know, it just, it's. <laughs> Ooh, wait, okay. Roses mm. are red. Mario is bloody. Green Eyes loves Blake and wants a fuck buddy. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? I solved it. You know? (laughs) All right. I'm not going to lie. I did not see that last. I didn't see that. I didn't see where that was going. But, you know, great job. That's a great job, Malia. You know? I'm proud of you. This is like, you always were good at writing. You know, I knew Thank that. You. Yeah, it would. This is kind of like the culmination <laughs> of that, you know, creativity and writing talent that you have. You haven't used it for a while. It's really, it's really paid off right now. It's just built up inside of me. <laughs> it's just built up, you know. Oh my goodness, I've got to say <sighs> that really made me laugh, and I had a really, 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 really bad day at work a couple days ago um, it wasn't bad for most of it but we had a really bad code at the end oh no yeah and it was the first time in a long time we've had a code and i then we didn't get the patient back and he was very young for so oh, i've been I'm really sorry. bummed out <laughs> and no well i appreciate it um that but the silliness has been making me feel a lot better yay so, sorry for interrupting with that uh kind of depressing thing but the silliness of this recording podcast is make me feel better about it i mean not Yay. about it but you know what i mean like just improving uh, your spirits. improving my mood a little bit yeah it's kind of hard you to know. get past some shit like that sometimes but um at least it, well anyway i'm not gonna talk about it but uh okay. but yeah i'm gonna just try to remember that poem <laughs> you know just and i'm going through tough times going through hard times in my life just gonna try to think back you know roses are red uh mario is bloody blake <laughs> green eyes loves blake green eyes loves blake and wants a fuck buddy <laughs> you know like how much truer like romance can you get than that you know well, i guess there's primal like just you know instinctual right there <laughs> yeah montague and turtle queen got nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez uh it's good i mean who knows you can if you have, feel free you can come up with another verse later on no pressure i mean it might not be worth it because it's kind of perfect as is but you know i can always think of something else later um yeah, yeah just go with the flow <laughs> uh speaking of flow uh water flows and 
Yes. That's a problem for Eva and Andy. Yes, it is. Um, uh, I, I think Eva has the idea to like get segue. salt. <laughs> and to like sprinkle salt to like fuck up Blake. Mm-hmm. But Andy's like, get sheets and put them on the floor. And we don't know if this ever actually happens. Which is fun. I guess not, because Blake isn't like, suddenly I can't see. Yeah, suddenly I can't uh, move from... You know, yeah, right. it's true. Um, and yeah, we I think we basically figure out that they haven't gotten into the library or whatever. And Eva's like, "Hey, Andy, like while you're at it, turn the power off, and I'll go find sheets." Um, and like pops into Rose's room, and Evan's waiting there, and he's like, "All right, Evan, you clear the water, and I'll fuck shit up." That's right. Um, so. Blake ends up traveling down to where most of the Thorburns are, uh, tells him to hit the breaker, knows not to explain shit because they're just going to argue, um, and ends up, you know, keeping Andy and Eva from permanently cutting off the power. Um, and Peter ends up knocking Andy out and really pisses off Eva, which is <laughs> not great. Good but, job, Peter. Know, good job, Peter. <laughs> uh um, like knock out the most the more sensible one. Yeah, well, interesting. <laughs> I don't think he could have knocked out Eva. So no, but like you know, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Blake pops down to the basement, and it's not a cellar like I had hoped. He describes the basement windows as being pretty small, so it doesn't seem like there's a good way out. Um, or it is a cellar. I don't know what the difference is, y'all. I don't live. In a place where those are a thing. Oh, uh, no. I just think sellers. I, I don't know if I had a conversation. I feel like I had a conversation with someone about this recently. Might have even been you. Might have even been it last been podcast. Me. I don't remember. So, sorry if this is the same kind of thing. I always thought of sellers as having, you know, just a bunch of jars of mm-hmm. preserves and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and uh, a basement doesn't necessarily, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> interesting i feel like sellers have to have some kind of preserved food in there i mean i guarantee that's not actually what the definition is but like that's literally all i know about right. a seller store the food and you know i feel like i talked about this last time and you'd think i would have looked it up you know in between now and then but nope i sure didn't <laughs> i mean it's not that important i and- know but like all the crap that i look up even just during these episodes you know like that's true do you want to look it up right, now or are we I'm just going to like live? I'm not doing it, guys. <laughs> All right, no, we're not going to live. Okay, this is, <laughs> the first link is nyc.gov, so this is like legit. All right, so. They have this is, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, this is what it's, I, I, apparently, or either that or they care about sellers for some reason <laughs> in New York City. Um, but it says, a basement is a story of a building partly below curb level but with at least one half of its height above curb level. Okay. Um, A cellar is an enclosed space having more than one half of its height below curb level. Usually if a cellar has any windows, the windows are too small for an adult to fit through. Hmm. So can you have a basement and a cellar? Well, I guess, so a basement has, wait, so a basement is higher. Half of it needs to be out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least part of it, like at least half of it has to be, above curb or ground level or whatever and then half can be below a cellar 
like most or at least more than a half has to be below the ground level okay so this is a cellar because the windows are small probably and because it's deeper in the ground yeah yeah. i'm trying to think have i ever been in a basement like i mean i feel like i'm trying to think now have i been in a basement i was gonna be like of course we've been in a basement but have we like i've been in a cellar (laughs) i lived in a house that i think qualifies (laughs) i definitely have Um, not been in a cellar they don't really have basements in texas or at least in this area in texas because the ground doesn't really it's too well i think like the water level is too high or something so they don't tend to build basements does that sound right i think that's what someone told me once um well also just the lava rock probably makes it hard in texas or hawaii oh texas sorry i was thinking about hawaii yeah uh yeah lava rock in hawaii it's just not worth it um and water level slash rockiness maybe in texas doesn't make any sense so yeah yeah i've never had a so like basement apartments are a thing but is everyone just wrong are they really like cellar apartments and also like i did okay how okay i was i've been in a house where they have like a basement quote-unquote area and it's like finished and like one side of the house is like i guess like under the ground but they're like on a hill kind of so like the other side you just kind of walk out onto like the ground from the basement well if part but if you know basement (laughs) like at least half if not more has to be above the ground while the other half can be within you know or under the ground so So in a way half of it is above the ground because it's the basement and the other half isn't but it's not like you cut it horizontally it's like you cut it vertically (laughs) you know i feel like at a certain point they probably just don't give a fuck Okay. But I mean, it's definitely more of a basement than a cellar. So cellars don't have to have like cool wooden doors like that lead out. I mean, not according to this definition that I'm only looking at part of. (laughs) I did not click into it, uh, but uh, I could. But like that. Uh, That's pretty much the main thing it says. And then it's like in bold text, dangers of illegal basement and cellar conversions. Oh, God. And (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I guess actually makes sense. Is Brett? Is it Brett or Brent? It's Brett, isn't it? You think Verona's yeah. dad is legally converting the basement into an apartment? Um, that's a good question. Hmm. Does he seem like the type to try to go through the work to get a permit? I'm gonna go with like, no. No, but also maybe he would, so he could complain about it true and use it as an excuse to not get shit done true but he did find some uh creepy ass people Ooh. already God, they're kind of yeah. horrible <laughs> um it's terrible but maybe the carbon monoxide will get them so that's okay apparently carbon monoxide like rises is that a thing or would it get trapped in your basement i mean on this uh nyc.gov site one of the dangers mentions carbon monoxide poisoning Okay. Along with inadequate light and ventilation and inadequate egress in the event of a fire. Yeah. So I don't think that Verona's dad's house has an adequate egress from the basement. You're probably right. (laughs) Adequate egress is really fun to say. Anyway, speaking of basements. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Thorburns do not have an adequate egress. Um, 
Oh, random. Carbon monoxide <laughs> does not sink or rise. It mixes easily with the air inside a home. Whoa. Mm. Wild. So, all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um. So the the Thorburns cannot egress. Um. <laughs> it's probably not the word. Okay. Whatever. And she did throw the tear grass down there, and they're having a bad time. Um. And Blake pops up to yell at them. <laughs> And he's like, turn off the breaker. Turn the breaker down. <laughs> turn it back on in five minutes. And then he goes away. Um, and he freaks Peter out again, which is fun. And he's like, okay, Peter, in 30 seconds, I want you to go into the hall. <laughs> um, and mentions he might be able to, you know, beat up Andy or whatever. Um, so Peter's like, I have a very heavy object. This will be great. Mm-hmm. And... Blake's like go time and so Evan opens the door and it's fun because like it's described as one of those like fake crystal doorknobs and like grandma would have those in her house like that's really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so he, yeah he manages to open it and Blake or and clear the water and I keep trying to imagine stuff from Blake's side and so Blake is just like craning his neck like looking down at the floor and then like you know it's like he's looking up at everything and that's kind of wild and gotta be kind of uncomfortable except i don't think um, he feels pain that much true benefits <laughs> benefits um i'm also worried about when he's like i can't deal with this thing right now is it like as if he was in the abyss and he's like choosing to let go of certain parts of his humanity or because he's not in the abyss is he not like getting fucked I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, okay, what if Blake's still in the abyss? What if that's the thing? Everything's a lie. Blake is not left. <laughs> well, at least this is a nice hallucination. <sighs> in comparison yeah. to the abyss, at least. Right. Interesting. Huh. Perspective, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, Blake goes for it. Um, Andy's like, why are the lights off? I didn't do it. And Blake is like, ha ha, and grabs him and holds him. Um, and then Peter shows up with the toilet lid and Blake's like, maybe don't hit this man over the head with a large ceramic object. And Peter's like, literally, why the fuck would you ever say that? <laughs> and then he does it. Um, he's like, really? I don't know that you're Thorburn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, and Blake tries to like pretend that he's cool and wasn't like kind of concerned about Andy. At least I hope that that's what he's doing. And was like, we need him alive because if he's dead, you know, Eve is gonna murder us. Yeah. Um, speaking of, here she is. No sheets. <laughs> no All sheets. All crazy. <laughs> Just reading that, you're like, Eva's standing there, scary. No sheets. For some reason, I was like, ghost. <laughs> Eva jumps down the stairs she's with really a sheet dumb. with eye holes. <laughs> yeah, that's like legit what I was thinking. She's scary Ooh. even though she doesn't have a sheet. <laughs> uh, I think that it'd be really funny if there was another. Like, this has goblin vibes to me, but I don't know who like ran around with like a sheet on with like holes and thought it was really scary and like it wasn't, but it was it's great. It's like a cherry pop type yeah. of thing. Maybe a little. I mean, it wouldn't be a sheet. It'd be like a washcloth. Right. You know? She could use one of those. That'd be fun. Except she'd yeah, trip over a like lot. An, That'd be sad. I mean, it wouldn't be sad. It'd be hilarious. 
<sighs> yeah. Um. So she's kind of like, I would rather light everything on fire, including myself, than let you live if my brother's dead or whatever. <laughs> um. <coughs> slash, I would rather burn all of us alive than not leave with him. Um. Yeah. The fact that she punches Peter in the face with a grenade is like really hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine getting punched in the face with a grenade that like has its pin pulled. Like what do you do from that point I mean, on? I think like just getting punched with something that hard, you wouldn't I mean, that in itself would be bad. Oh yeah. Um, and then maybe it would scramble your brain enough to where it'd be harder to think about the fact that the pen was pulled. Uh well oh, maybe. I who knows? Yeah. A little concussion. <laughs> this reminds me okay, this this was really funny. <laughs> I'm gonna try <laughs> to tell the story without laughing too hard. Um it's a pretty short story. So today we went to South Padre Island, which is mm. uh like spring break island <clears throat> beachy place um in South Texas. And it's really not far from where we live so hopefully we'll go fairly often because it was fun but (laughs) we're in the water and we've been in there for a while and like there's a whole bunch of birds because there's like fish and we even see like one of the two of the fish kind of like jump out of the water at times Mm -hmm. or whatever but we're just we're chilling we're having a nice time and our friends are like yeah we're gonna go back to the shore or whatever and like lay out for a while we're like okay we'll probably join you in a minute and we're just standing there talking and i'm just looking at ben and we're talking and all of a sudden this fish (laughs) Okay. This fish jumps out of the water and smacks directly into the side of Ben's face. <laughs> this fish just like punched Ben in the face. <laughs> in its whole body. It was so funny. It was perfect. It was perfectly like uh, at his cheek, like at his it's like you'll remember um, that in your mind forever. Forever. It was when you're God, saying so your vows, you'll remember that <laughs> moment. Like this is the man. This is the man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, and he got punched in the face by a fish. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I felt kind of bad, but it was really, really funny because he was like, "It hurt." (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, if that happened to Vitalis, or if that happened to me, even if it hurt, I would think that's fucking hilarious. So funny. Uh, that's awesome that's pretty yeah. funny wow so good. yeah and we were just like okay we just like left we were like the water's done with us now <laughs> like we're gonna go like, if that's not an omen to get out back on the shore you know i don't know what else is <laughs> right oh god it was, yeah it was perfect uh, that's great <clears throat> but yeah right. so they're 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 fighting and at one point she kicks blake's elbow to the point where she like breaks it um and he's just has to like readjust it you know before it like completely yeah heals wrong and one of his birds is like murdered in the process or whatever and it's like okay that's cool (laughs) (laughs) and that was a really like visceral upsetting part um one of the more visceral and upsetting parts of this story in my opinion so far until we get to next chapter um and <clears throat> but yeah so they're they're fighting and they're doing the thing and so blake like grapples her or something 
and he has a hard time when like the water is disturbed um and he soon realizes like he's trying to hold her but he's just kind of holding the grenade and she's like ha and lets it go <laughs> and shunts Blake to wherever um <laughs> and he's like oh I'll throw this and he just he just throws it and it shunts to a light somewhere else and like presumably explodes and it's just like what happened there right like well hopefully no one was there and nothing was yeah and like did all of their like mirrors break in like an incendiary blast or not because like oh my god (laughs) um i'm assuming we'll find out what happened with that but also what if we just never do oh that'd be funny we'll probably find out maybe (laughs) we'll see (laughs) (laughs) well uh and then after that Eva's disappointed to find out Blake didn't die horribly. And they come to a reluctant truce. Yeah, so the two trump cards, I guess, were the incendiary grenade and the green orb, which we still don't find out what the green orb was supposed to do. So that's fun. Um, Mm -hmm. It's still around, though, so I guess we'll find out next arc when we use it to do something. I mean, you don't find out everything in these stories. We still don't know who the fuck Sleeper is. We may know more about Sleeper, but we, you know. Yeah, but that's like a fun, like, out there in the distance thing. And this is like an antagonist being like, this was supposed to fuck up your shit. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see if we find out. See if we find out about the grenade. See if we find out about the green thing. (laughs) So many question marks. So many question marks. And Eva's like, okay, so... I'm going to leave with my brother and I'll just leave you all here and I won't kill you. <clears throat> and Blake's like, cool, if you try, I'll blow you up. <laughs> um, Because if he can get Andy and Eva to stay, then presumably they'll help because the shit that's coming will also be happy to kill them. And that's why they needed to leave the house by five o'clock. Um <laughs> Because she's like, no, nah, it's totally only going to hurt you. And he's like, okay, you're lying. <laughs> um, and I like that he was like, I'm a Thorburn, to s- at least to some extent. I notice it when I see it. And I was just like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, yeah, every- like my friends are fine and you're going to help. Um, and I feel like this could go horribly wrong. And I'm betting that she's just going to be trying to get out with her brother the whole time. Um, I'm realizing it could be Andy that's lying in the bed, in which case, like, someone get Callan out of the couch! <laughs> um, yeah. You think he'll be safer from demons if he's stuck in the couch? Maybe, but I don't think that's the most pressing concern. <laughs> stuck in a couch! <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need to breathe. <clears throat> yeah. All right, we come uh, to the part Malia's most excited for. <laughs> um, the Midge interlude. Yay. And how surprised were you when it was Midge that we started off with here? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, like, I figured yeah. out who it was pretty quickly, I think. Um, but yeah, no, I had, like, forgotten about Midge. Um, and this was upsetting. Mm-hmm um yeah it's like everything is kind of terrible yeah i think like 
So there have been some pretty like emotionally devastating parts in this story where like, you know, I thought Blake was dead and um, just things that have been like, you know, upsetting. But I think mm-hmm. this is the most like viscerally horrifying um, mm-hmm. and disturbing chapter to me so far. Um, <clears throat> something about like a little girl like biting into your flesh and like becoming ravenous and just trying to eat you. Yeah, like it's like is something so I can't really creepy. get over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we learn a little bit about Mitch. I'm still kind of confused about stuff, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, we see her parents. Um, she has a really skinny dad and a really big mom, and mom is in charge. And dad likes food. Um. And they don't always have that. Um, it kind of feels like their food is people. Um, there's not a ton of evidence that it's not people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, considering the three people they have chained in their house. Um, and the, how Midge eats people later. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm sure that they probably eat anything. But yeah 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 um so she has at least a couple of siblings uh one of which is mal i think and he's like the smart one he fixes cars he can kind of pass as like normal i guess quote unquote um and he seems to be like a decent older brother he like teaches her how to count and different things Mm -hmm. um kind of looks out for her um and her father likes her too. Um, so we kind of know she's mm-hmm. his skeeter. Skeeter. But ma'am seems to just like hate her. Um, she like yells at her, she, you know, hurts her. Uh she tells her, you know, go look after your little brothers, who are these like scary babies. <laughs> um, they're big, they're not fat, they have like bones in their crib and midge is like afraid to put her hand in there um i guess she's worried they'll you know bite her eat her something um and she thinks they're boring which is not doesn't seem the boring, i would but... use <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and we get introduced to her doll um we learn that when she's caught playing with her doll her ma'am gets upset and makes her look after her brothers which is really um, sad <laughs> It's so awful, especially when we learn she's five years old. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, she's mute, and her mom thinks there's something wrong with her. And I, it's like, is yeah. she for an odd folk? Is she even more different? Because Mal or whatever is described as, you know, being able to pass. And so it seems like they're all odd folk. Um, we see her father bound later, and so they seem to be others of some sort but midge is different um Mm -hmm. and oh my god and then it's just the worst thing because they're these strangers who are dressed up and chained to the bed and midge talks about how like she doesn't trust the smiles that they like put her off um she thinks she relates smiles to being hurt um because i guess her moms and other people like smile when they hurt her um and also her dad smiles when he eats and her mom smiles when she like 
fucks your dad, I guess. But otherwise, smiles are bad. Um, and fear and discomfort are comfortable. Oh, despair. That was the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just awful. And then, so Sean's kind of like, hey, what's up? And she jabs him in the eye with a bone. And like, that was rude and unnecessary. But like, okay. <laughs> um, she doesn't trust him. He's smiling at her. Um, and, you know, they try to get the key from her. And she's like, oh, you can't get out because the way these open is for us to jab a knife in them and pop your head off or something. Yeah. So that was fun. Super great. <laughs> and and like her jabbing Sean with the bone was kind of upsetting and unnerving. And this is where we all just like lose it internally. Um, Andrea decides to, you know, try to bait Midge in by saying like you know why did you do that to your doll honey like do you want me to fix it and she's actually you know like being sweet and nice and midge you know walks over and so she grabs midge and the knife and midge is like oh she smells like meat and fruit and starts (laughs) fighting her yeah that's Um, terrible and it's so awful and the girl stabs her and she's still eating her and she's like ravenous and Ma'am has to come in and like rip her off and is like, oh, she ruined dinner because now there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, and you're going in the shed. Um, so she gets shoved and locked into the shed and she just like pulls the knife out of her chest because whatever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so she starts <clears throat> hunting, trying to find rats. Um, and she goes further and further into the shed and finds her way out, quote unquote. Um, I'm not really sure what this is. It kind of reminds me of like Thea's other dimension thing that she mm. lived in when she was okay. a child. Um, I'm not really sure why. Um, also, like a sort of fucked up Narnia, you know, like the world in the back of the wardrobe. Because um, it seems that she never really leaves the shed during this time um she just finds some sort of world far back there where everything is dying um the sky is black it's cold the ground breaks and there's like sludge but then she finds a town so yeah i don't know what this is uh or if i'm supposed to know um but it's the place she goes back to once she's bound so i some sort of realm uh I guess it could be the abyss. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, she starts hunting people um, who are alone and asleep and eventually stops caring if they're alone and asleep and just starts like just eating and terrorizing people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of you is like, well, she needs to live. And part of you is like, I hate this. And I hate everything about like, all this, this sucks this. so much. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so then suddenly the door to the shack opens and you're like, what? And then there's some dudes and she kills some of them. And the dogs can speak because, like, they're familiars. And the men speak like this priest that she had met before who tried to, like, exercise her or something. I don't remember. And, yeah, her father is bound in a circle. And it seems like all of her siblings and her mom have been killed. Um, she describes 
the situation is them having been stopped with words and dogs and circles and the men can't bind her with their words they seem to think they should and eventually they wear her down enough words create enough weight that she is bound and sworn to the seal um part of the deal is that she can be summoned now um and they say her name and paul realizes who it is and that she's not dead which is kind of sad and sweet and also i hate this (laughs) yep and then they send her back to the place at the back of the shack um fun um so then we flash to the present and she's summoned by tiffany i think um and blake's like we need strong if we're gonna make it because they've tried a whole bunch of other things and none of them have really worked um and tiff is really sweet saying that um you know she should we should get her a blanket or something and he she gets her some coats that she makes into this like kind of makeshift coat thing that was pretty funny um and mid just kind of sucks and (laughs) yeah it was just upsetting um she does note that like this summoning was like a good summoning for now or whatever that she couldn't you know disobey for now but she will as soon as she can and Mm -hmm. they have a password called that's birds and trees which is cute uh and go ahead and hurt every one who's not human who comes by and yeah um eva's like cooperating i guess and um tiffany's like what's more inconvenient than midge and i'm like girl girl you know it's more inconvenient than midge (laughs) um and speaking of like the fact that it goes from midge to corvid to green eyes makes me really worried about green eyes and i don't want to be hmm um yeah just thinking how they're linked yeah going from like bad to worse to like well, wait, someone even worse presumably good, yeah right um okay she does seem to want to help blake so that's nice that is nice <laughs> all right well um let's talk about corviday yay um i don't know why but i kind of thought he was like european and so it was neat learning that he's um an indigenous yeah other i guess um it's like there's some sort of ceremony where there's fire and spirits and it kind of congeals into this greater spirit um who's a bird um and an algonquin man says cause them heartbreak do it until they have suffered what we have three times over and that sucks um like I understand the desire for revenge and the desire to hurt people who have like come into your home and really fucked your whole life up. Yeah. But doing it this way, like they can't learn the lesson, like especially at the beginning, like there's no way. And when he fucks with innocence, like there's no way any of these people can understand like this is happening because we like committed a genocide against these people right like they can't get it's just to make them suffer um and that's like fucked up um yeah i mean like i can't understand what that feels like but it just feels like making the world worse for like no real reason yeah Um, because it doesn't really make your situation better right and it doesn't even make 
your enemies know that you've like hurt them Mm -hmm. like you don't even have that satisfaction it's just make other people suffer yeah um yeah so then we see how corviday works kind of um things look brighter when they're really important i think um or something he's really into connections um as we knew but yeah his whole thing is just like fucking with people's connections to things and each other um yeah and so we see like there's a governess who takes in orphans and he makes it seem like the one of the orphans has stolen something like you know important to her and her family and so that hurts her and she beats the kid which is sucks and the kid doesn't get why because the kid didn't steal the thing and it's just like yeah it's just upsetting he's just like making people suffer um he creates this like love triangle between this like married man and gets him to fall in love with this other lady and the lady's like ew when he actually makes a move and you know the wife is really upset it's just like that sucks um yeah and every time he makes people suffer he gets stronger um and it's yeah i like we've seen this with blake already um it's just kind of solidifying like okay yeah we're we're understanding how others work and how the system works and it's kind of amazing thinking about pale um because this system of power for so many of these others is like make other people's lives worse and like hurt people and like i directly benefit um going back i guess kind of to alpi alpi's nightmares maybe they help people become better people but also giving them my- nightmares gives alpi power um and thinking of a situation like kennet where people are not fucking people over um the turtle queen for instance we've seen her give up things that she has taken um mm-hmm. and it's awesome that someone like the turtle queen can find that worth it because we see like again this like individualism i guess is such a powerful incentive um like the idea of someone like corviday doing this in like not doing this managing to do this in a way that is somehow positive doesn't seem possible (laughs) um yeah so then we get the whole the popular good girl and the bad boy and it could have been a really cute love story and it maybe probably would have been a cute love story except he keeps fucking with it um he keeps pushing her and pushing him until she's angry and whatever as well Mm -hmm. um and the dad is like i think the devil is here and like fucking with my daughter um, and we remember how Corviday was thought of as a lesser demon um, in the past. And so possibly a practitioner, possibly just a powerful religious man manages to capture Corviday and send him back. Um, it sucks because it seems like when he catches him, he also like swears him to the seal. So he's now part of the Western power structure. Um, I guess Western in terms of European uh power structure and can be unleashed onto whoever um and this is also i don't remember how oh no we did just see this um in pact where uh 
paper girl gets sent back to the cabal um corbinet gets sent back to his creator um yeah and this is just like upsetting and corbinet is kind of like okay like let me fuck you up like that way i won't hurt many other people and we can just move on or whatever and he's like well if i let you do this they'll just use you against us like whatever and i kind of wish he had been like no it's too late like they have my name like yeah just whatever yeah yeah um because yeah this is just like uh, upsetting um i mean the old man is like better to destroy you or turn you back against him and i'm like yeah it probably would have been better to destroy him but yeah he's more powerful than you think maybe Mm -hmm. uh he traps corvidae but but before he does or as he does corvidae throws a knife and it kills you know his family member presumably a child or something and the old man decides to kill himself and give corvidae that power so he can go back and fuck people over more and corvidae says like okay father and it like and he's like don't call me father wretched thing and i'm just like you did this like you created this like you are responsible for this like you should own it like like i don't know that was just upsetting and it felt hurtful um like yeah um yeah so now his whole thing is like i'll never like i will make sure that the people who call me who summon me pay a price for it and you're like who do i know that's so uh yeah so he talks about how he is summoned twice and he fucks them both over and they don't know it and then he he has this weird thing for this like couple and so he finds them um i had a thought Mm -hmm. um not entirely sure what time period this is i guess i assumed it was like a while ago um but i feel like a prediction uh is that this boy and girl are the first thorburns um Hmm. yeah that's a fun prediction okay anyway because i'm like oh we probably find out what happened to them interesting Um, okay so he finds them they're with mara that's fun (laughs) uh we've already seen a little bit of how scary this woman is with uh mags and now we get to see just like (laughs) how how scary this woman is yeah uh holy shit right it's so awful i've been waiting for this part (laughs) oh my god yeah so they eat and he's like i want those people and she's like but i want those people and he's like yeah it's gonna be great just don't worry about it i'll like come visit you i'll bring you like something i've taken from these people i'll show you all the rest of them i'll tell you the stories it's gonna be great um which i feel like another prediction i guess like this is gonna be an epilogue is us like from mara's perspective we're gonna see what Corbinet has taken from like Blake and or Rose. Um but yeah, so <laughs> I feel like I'm surprised um, like, you didn't text me about this part. Uh, I just I mean I, I knew it was fine, bad. But... Like I knew she was bad. Um yeah, so she was like, well okay, I guess I might as well not wait to um torture and murder my daughter. Um <laughs> yeah so she Ugh. yeah she like slices into her ankles with a dull knife uh so that her body can't move um 
she stabs her hand into the table and body swaps with her daughter. Um, presumably, if her daughter was in like a bigger body, maybe she could have attacked her or something. But she has, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Hand, yeah. The she has neutralized the body, mm-hmm. and it's basically like, yeah, like you're gonna die now and be in a doll for a while or something and it'll be great <laughs> yeah and corbett is like well shit you've done this 23 times and she's like pshaw <laughs> i've done this so many more times um the dolls eventually degrade and then i bury them or something and he's like so where did the girls come from and i'm like no that's not the question <laughs> like we know where the girls come because she says the question is where do the men come from and i'm like uh, i want to die yeah it's absolutely horrifying and <laughs> uh i'm like i thought it was horrifying when i first read it now having kids it's like extra oh horrifying i'm like i don't understand but i, I guess understand. if you're a monster then you'll do monstrous things it's big like mother gothel energy in a way i mean she wasn't like murdering rapunzel and i mean in having her body but she was you know like she was horrible but i still think she's pretty fucking light in comparison oh yeah in comparison you know there's a um spoilers for dragon age um there's a video game series where there's a witch who lives in the woods you meet Mm. her pretty early on in the first game and she has a daughter um named morrigan and Mm -hmm. um at some point during that game, if you do enough like character shit with Morgan, you learn that she, her whole thing is that yeah, she like steals her daughter's bodies at some point. Um, that's right. And she's like, I don't want that, so let's go kill her. Um, and it doesn't really work, but Morgan, at least at this far in the franchise, has not been body snatched, so that's cool. <laughs> Woo! <gasps> yeah, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely fucked. But yeah. Yeah. So with this promise that Corbinet will fuck over for everyone who summons him in particular, we see him summoned by our favorite heroes. Um <laughs> and I'm not sure like you know, presumably Ty or Tiffany or Alexis did this summoning, um, because Blake can't practice and Eva can't practice. Um <clears throat> and so I'm not sure how literal it is if like He's going to get all of them. He's just going to get one of them. He just needs to get one of them. He has to get the person who summoned him. Like, I'm not sure. But it kind of feels like Blake and Rose are the two that are going to get fucked. So, cool. Um, And they're like, we don't like you. Go outside. Fuck other people up if they're hostile. Um, And he scares the shit out of Alexis by going to the door that are all um, have bombs <laughs> or whatever. And he makes it so the bomb doesn't go off and he fucks off. And he thinks about how I was a little bit confused by the hair around his finger because I thought Rose's hair was blonde and I figured that's what it was, but maybe whatever. Um, But he thinks about how the dipshits in Toronto have lost Conquest's mirror, probably because he did something and maybe he'll use Conquest someday. And for now he gets to fuck with Rose and Blake and it's wonderful 
Uh, he also probably um, like is the reason that the binding didn't quite work and that Rose and Conquest are more tied together. Hmm. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Nothing uh, <laughs> like what could go wrong with this, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we move to Green Eyes. Yay. Which seems different, but also <laughs> uh, it's ominous after the last two, as you said. So, yeah. So the first time I read it, I was just like, oh, it's Green Eyes. Like, this is fun. Like, she's here. Like, cool. I'm excited because she's not like, you know, and I will murder all of you. Like, she's not like, hey, hey, hey. she's just like, oh, I'm lonely. Oh, it's Blake. Hi, Blake. I love you. Like, Peter's here, but Blake's better. And yay. Um, She thinks of Evan as a bird morsel, which is upsetting. <laughs> but she's like, I'll be good. I won't eat Evan. Um, And Blake's sort of talking about how, yeah, okay, we've done all we can. You know, these are like all the people we can think of. Um, Also, considering how Blake kept being like, you know, we don't have very many options. It's interesting that she's the last one summoned. Although mm-hmm. maybe he didn't want to drag her into this and not he thought she's horrible because he doesn't seem to think she's horrible. I would think, yeah, he probably didn't want to drag her into the whole thing. Yeah. I would assume. Um, <clears throat> But then there's this sentence. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this sentence. But the bell starts tolling. The bell that makes Blake feel like he's going to like rip out of his skin with like the anger anxiety juice or whatever the bell that makes everyone feel like they're gonna like you know die that's been like tolling in the background the bell that like molly is like gonna fuck up everyone's shit and Mm. i hope molly god damn it (laughs) i hope molly's not the thing that's being indiscriminately sent at the house to murder everyone (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) anyway so she's thinking about this bell and she comments on how she likes it (laughs) And I'm like, that feels like a bad sign. Like, that feels like, like, either she's just so good and so pure that she doesn't hear that scary, angry bell. And she's just sort of like, oh, it's a nice sound. Or like, it's super fucked up. Or like, it's, this is bad. It's a bad omen. Yeah. Yeah. And then Peter starts talking about how Blake has weird friends. We've already heard about how Rose, Peter was like, Rose had no friends and she sucked. And I'm I'm trying to figure that out. That the whole Rose having no friends and Blake having friends feels important. Anyway, Peter just starts like reminiscing fondly about the past. <laughs> and he like almost has an emotional moment where he opens up about being jealous. And he's kind of like, Yeah, I remember like you having friends, basically. Like, uh, friends. I remember being jealous of and he's like, I don't know, Paige, Molly, and and then he doesn't finish the sentence, and Blake's like, Me? And then it's five o'clock and we're going to get fucked. So we're probably not going to find out what that means immediately, which is annoying. And I feel like the two options are, there's probably another option. The two options I can think of are either one, Blake and Rose were twins. Uh, Blake existed and was friends with Paige and Molly. And Rose also existed and she sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Or number two, Blake and Rose were the same person that has been severed in half you know, reflection, blah, 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 barbatorum, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Something. And I don't know if that means, like, like Blake was a girl or Blake was a boy. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But okay. something. What are you leaning towards more? Oops. Hmm? Sorry, I made a... My headphone made a noise, but we're good. Um, 
What am I leaning toward more? I I kind of feel like the second one that they were like the same person and they've been split just because that makes Blake's realization that like he was the other and Rose wasn't like feel like less of a lie because that was a really big moment where he acknowledges and accepts like oh no I'm fake like this didn't ha- like my life has not been real this hasn't happened and like maybe it's in the sense of someone like Montague right where Monty's like you know there was like a man once like once there was something that happened I'm yeah. sure but now I'm this like they're just so mm-hmm. totally different um like Gilkey and whatever happened um to that man as well um and so that could be what has happened with blake the twin but i don't mm-hmm. know god that's just so incredibly fucked up to do to your grandson yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of fucked up stuff in this family and <laughs> you know yeah okay. yeah i probably wouldn't put my one-year-old on top of a pile of dead pig carcasses <laughs> you know to summon a demon <laughs> Yeah, rotting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably wouldn't do that. But probably, yeah, that's like understatement of the century. But. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. But like, you anyway. know, see how different, you know, these practitioners are to a lot of stuff we see in Pale, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them are still pretty fucked in Pale. But like, yeah, it's a different vibe. <laughs> I was going to say that the whole midge biting into a person was like the most disturbing thing i mean mara was also really disturbing like that i've seen in the other verse so far but then i remember the milkmaid and then i remembered like the hungry choir and i was like oh maybe not but it was still very upsetting still very upsetting yeah i think part of it was like the shock of it being like totally unexpected yeah Yeah. and it's just like horrifying and i mean but i mean so was the milkmaid and the hungry choir as well right but i feel like it's like they're all different types of horrifying. Yeah. Like I enjoy reading about the Hungry Choir mo- the most out of all those. Probably because it just seems, I don't know why, but like it's still horrifying, but I enjoy reading about that more. The Milkmaid mm. is just like oh my God. utterly horrifying in the same yeah. reason in a way like Mara's is to me, um, yeah. really similar way. Cause like you're like, you know, body like you're being forcibly changed into something and trapped you know yeah yeah and then midge you know you think you're can somewhat trust this like really creepy but and fucked up looking toddler um or like a little girl you know and try to i mean frankly they did try to take her as a hostage but then you think you have the upper hand and then no she starts fucking eating you right and i think part of it too is like being in her head you can kind of get it she's really hungry and it's just so awful like it's it's sad and it's so fucking scary like yeah yeah it's terrible yeah <laughs> yeah well this is the end of the arc Woo-hoo! all right so we're gonna talk about what does malfeasance mean yeah this one i feel like is like the hardest arc title for me to pin down i can't quite figure it out um the definition I had found at the beginning was wrongdoing, especially by a public official. And I feel like we haven't seen any public officials really in this section. Um, I mean, like, or in this arc, there's been a bunch of, like, people doing shitty things. I mean, the Thorburns are here. 
right? That's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, but, like, there hasn't really been any, like, corruption or anything that I can think of. Like, you know, Andy and Eva are here and they, like, beat some people up. And that's bad. But it wasn't, like they betrayed their job like no they did their job right and like like yeah um but then and yeah and then like thinking about the interlude too like none of them were like really they were all just sort of following their nature i guess um Hmm. but when you think of it etymologically um mal is like bad or evil and feasance comes from latin for activity so an evil activity. Uh, there's lots of that in this arc. There's a fuckload uh, of that. Particularly in the interlude, what with Mara and Corviday and Midge and all of those things. Um, what with, yeah, kicking a 12-year-old in the face and yeah. Yeah. stealing a bunch of shit from people who were being kind of nice to you. Cough, Ellie. And <laughs> breaking into someone's house and you know, tying them all up to the water heater or whatever, and then yeah, getting a grenade, yeah, yeah, stuffing your relative in a couch. I mean, to be fair, they were trying to hide him. I mean, that's true, but you know, <laughs> it's not great. Um, oh, the tear gas. Yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of like bad shit that's yeah. happened in this arc, but there doesn't feel like there's been any sort of like betrayal of your office or role. Um. Unless Green Eyes did something. Right, unless Green Eyes. <laughs> I mean, like, the closest thing is kind of like Corviday, like, being sent back against his creator or whatever. But even that mm. was, like, not his choice. And he tried to make it not awful. Um, I don't know. It's true. All right. Maybe Rose is, like, you know, out there betraying everyone. That's fun. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Well, uh, where do you think, where do you see the story going from here? Uh, so we're, we're gonna be at Siege or whatever again in the house. And the house is like in a really bad state. Um, I think maybe that all the bombs being, uh, at all the doors could be possibly useful. But if it's Molly coming for them, like, that's not gonna help. Hmm. Um, cause it is like interesting that we haven't seen Molly this arc. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we're not going to get a get straight answer about the whole what Peter remembers thing right away. Um, we're going to be in the house. There's some innocence in the house. There's evidence and practitioners. I mean, yeah, just the bad things are coming and we're going to fight. Um, at some point, Rose, I guess, might come back. Um, I'm not sure when. She has been gone for a while um Mm -hmm. and so i'm not i I can't see us going an entire arc with her with us just like being trapped up in the house and with her not being here so i don't Mm. know because like how do you think she's or actually no we're gonna wait to the prediction section (laughs) before (laughs) i ask you questions okay um so we already kind of did our pale in comparison section but um just we compared a bunch of stuff but i figure i'll ask do you have anything else that you'd like to compare this to pale um excuse me bless you thank you um i mean so it reminds me kind of of the preparation for summer break i guess um and just like confronting marissa just kind of like a lot of things where the canateers have had to prepare 
to fight a battle um and thinking about it like they're just so much better off like you know they have a town they have these others they can draw cool diagrams they you know they get cool spirits together they um i mean they're always you know like coming up against like incredibly powerful people you know musser and marissica and anthem like it's never like oh it's like super easy and they should definitely win but like these bitches like like they have three baby practitioners like an incapacitated witch hunter a decent and non-incapacitated witch hunter um an aware dude uh a dude who lives in a mirror realm and then like a shit ton of innocent people like in a house oh they have a a, like scary mermaid in a bathtub (laughs) and a big lady and a like vengeful connection manipulator outside like they don't have like they can't leave there's a bunch of bombs um their house is like water damage like just everything everything yeah is bad there's a demon in the attic like it just like and under the house and under the house you can't forget about that one mm-hmm. um what if like i don't even know if i should say this in terms of spoiler oh no. but just as a thought you know just to rack your brain what if just like you know rose is mario and blake is luigi right Oh fuck. You know, they're okay. two different sides. So what right. if like the barber and the demon of the house under the house are like two different sides? <laughs> right? What if it's the angel under the house? <laughs> oh damn. Oh damn. Oh my god. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. <sighs> <sighs> just a, just food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, all right. So time for your bold and specific prediction section that we kind of been talking about a couple of things. Um, so I'm going to ask you first. Actually, no, you, t- you tell you tell me what you've been thinking. And then I'll ask my question. Um, um, OK, I think. Well, I don't know. I'll just say it. I think Corbinet is going to fuck up Blake and Alexis's connection. Hmm. OK. Cool. Just because. Just because. Because he can. Because he can. Because he can. Okay. I wanted to ask, um, <laughs> assuming Rose comes back, how do you think she's going to come back? <laughs> okay. I almost think she's going to, like, have convinced someone that she has to go back to fix Barbatorum's uh, binding. Um, mm. That she'll be, like, escorted back. Um by like sandra and johannes or something i don't know okay yeah cool all right we're gonna move on to our <laughs> previous discussion question oh my God. um which is uh dual part so what is the weirdest advertisement you've heard and where did you hear it or is there something that you would betray your family over and we got just to preface this um i want to say we got a quite a few good weird advertisements in the discord yeah i Um, I blame you this was like the most cursed discussion question of all time (laughs) (laughs) it's so good so good i got like who was it let me let me give credit where credit is due let me see here um i'm gonna look this up someone i'll tell you who in a second um reminded 
me of that creepy, weird Folgers commercial that was from forever ago. Singachi, yes, thank you. From like 2009, where like the brother and sister are a little too excited to see each other, you know? And then like Sebastian on Discord put a fan made like extension of it, which is like really, really good to where you almost think that it's the same actors, but it's not. But like it's pretty close. Yes. And then I think my favorite Tommy B posted a learn English one, which I think that was my favorite one. It was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. There's quite (laughs) a few other ones that are on here. Um, or at least, yeah, there's a few other ones on here that I didn't have a chance to look at yet, but feel free to take a look at our discord. And if you're not a part of it, uh, join it. It's free. Join it. Yeah. Free. And I'm sure that we can put a link somewhere or there probably is one somewhere. Probably should have thought this through before mentioning that. Slash doof.com slash discord. I think. All right. Woo. Okay. Well, shoot. For sure. Yeah. And if it's not uh let us know and we'll find out how to get you the invite <laughs> we're really organized okay so we'll start with uh ace of swords um they answer is there something you would betray your family over so they say i think i might b- betray family if it was for their own good um for example um their mom is semi anti-vax um so she recognizes vaccines are important to prevent deadly diseases, but she's not comfortable with them being given to babies and doesn't trust a lot of newer vaccines. She has quit a good job she liked because they required the COVID vaccine. If I had a way to force her to take it and bypass her distrust, I'd seriously consider it. Um, still not sure if I'd actually do it, though, because I can totally picture her making herself sick from the stress of worrying about the vac- what the vaccine might be doing to her. That's rough. <sighs> That's that rough. rough um definitely went have well i haven't been through that myself in terms of like i mean i've always been pretty pro vaccine and pro covid vaccine but there's definitely a lot of people like in my work and things that were pretty resistant to getting the vaccine um Mm -hmm. and like kind of freaked out about you know how new it was and all that kind of stuff um fortunately everyone just ended up doing it no one quit over it (laughs) i was kind of i thought there's a couple people that might um Mm. but yeah i feel like especially just after seeing the effect of covid like in person on people sometimes you don't get it bad you know or most of the time people won't get it bad but when you get it bad it's like really fucking bad so Mm -hmm. that i was just like how do you see that i'm working a hospital not get the damn vaccine but anyway uh (laughs) i know that it's hard i know that it fear is a really big factor on uh freezing people up to do things that mm-hmm. are probably for their own good. That's rough. Yeah, it is hard. Hopefully she'll get past that fear, read some get some more uh proof that it's not so bad. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Zach Defense decided to answer the other question and talk about weird ads. Um first they mentioned the mint ad that you mentioned vividly describing a kiss reminded me of this ad for fake nipples from my favorite episode of game changer and i'm really sad i haven't had a chance to click on that yet (laughs) but what a description there's a fun link on reddit go check it out go check it out (laughs) i will after this (laughs) um and then they say as for real advertisements um 
The strongest reaction they've had to an ad was for Carnation Breakfast Essentials. Um, so this was a free with ad, or this was on Hulu when it was free with ads. Um, and at one point, every single ad break they saw was the exact same ad for <laughs> Carnation Breakfast Essentials. Um, and this wasn't just like one episode. This was for weeks. Um, they saw this ad dozens of times and it got to the point where um, their friends joked that just saying the words Carnation Breakfast Essentials would make them rage. <laughs> I swore that I would never buy Carnation Breakfast Essentials out of spite. Um, but they actually never saw it in the store. So those ads were a failure either way. <laughs> um, I'm sorry Hulu cursed you. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, I'm like, is it? I'm trying to like, what is isn't Carnation um like? Sweet I feel like when I think milk? of that, yeah. So like, what yeah, the hell is all a, I think of? What the hell is a breakfast is- essential? I don't think I've ever heard of that. Hold on, oh, I'm gonna Google it again. Let's see. All right, <laughs> nutritional drinks and powder. Ugh. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something that I. You know what? I think I have seen that in the store before, or at least it looks. No, I haven't. It just looks similar to like I don't know some other breakfasty thing I've seen because it's like mm. yellow and uh, yeah. No, it's basically like a protein shake or a some kind of a drink thing. Um, no thanks, man. Kind of reminds me of Insure. Just looking at it and mm. uh, which is great for people in the hospital, but no, I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> That does sound like really annoying. Like what a yeah. It's not even like an interesting thing to have an ad about, you know? Like, yeah, no. Like if you're gonna at least if it's a if it's a breakfast item, at least pick something like I don't know, egos or I, mean, I don't know. Maybe egos is a bad example, but something more enticing or entertaining than Lego my ego. Lego my ego. Alright. Anyway. Um <laughs> also on Reddit um fleet feathers um who is very nice and really liked our our past episode especially mm-hmm. the snow white story um <laughs> and the pubic hair story he liked that too mm-hmm. said he was uh on a run and people were looking at him weird because he was like laughing and running <laughs> which is really good so i'm, I'm glad he liked i'm really glad he liked it so <laughs> he says um I don't think I could betray my family. Uh, closest betrayal I've, or closest to betrayal I've gotten is just checking out and getting out of the chaos and madness. When I'm home, I often act as a family therapist slash facilitator, and it's exhausting. I've been learning oh. to draw boundaries, and I suppose that is its own betrayal in a way. A healthy bit of mutiny. Well, Ugh. but it's, I mean, you gotta do what's good for yourself, because if you are drowning because everyone's piling their crap on top of you, not going to be able to help them out anyway right Right. so i think that's really good i'm glad that you're uh putting up some boundaries and hopefully your family will start to get an actual therapist or somebody else to vent to Mm -hmm. yeah i feel i feel that in my soul um he also says i can't think of super weird real life ads right now but this prompt reminds me of the fictional ads in dystopian cyberpunk slash hyper capitalist settings like wally where everything's <laughs> covered in ads um examples too much garbage in your face there's plenty of space out in space bnl starliners leaving each day will clean up the mess while you're away <laughs> like my ad voice malia 
It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. You want to try one? Yeah. All right. The Axiom, putting the star in executive Starliner. Because at BNL, space is the final fun tier. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. By and large, is your superstore. We've got all you need and so much more. Happiness is what we sell. That's why everyone loves BNL. A is for Axiom, your home sweet home. B is for by and large, your very best friend. <laughs> your very That's best fun. friend. That's kind of depressing. But <laughs> That's so good. You know, I like I've seen Wally a few times and I just like never noticed those uh ads, but yeah, it's pretty good. I like it's it. really good. It's really good. Um, yeah. Then he also says, I bet there's some weird creepy ad in the pale verse that's gained enough momentum to become a bug or something. That reminds me of um I think it was Blag Tall. Let me double check. Um, yeah, posted um something in the Discord. So there's this brand called no name and they just have like big bright yellow um like it's like a yellow background right with like this like kind of soothing black font or whatever um soothing and i think it's soothing (laughs) their um ads are really funny and like very memey like uh their website is like bright yellow and just says website and their twitter page also again just says like twitter page uh my favorite probably is stairs for going up and it's just like really great soothing in my opinion i think i'd say it's more like it's entertainingly boring you know it's like it looks boring but like it's but But you're just like ah it's like designed like that but it's funny i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i feel like that probably is a bugger in real life i can't remember how wildbo says it's pronounced I, mean, I just know it's not bug the only like thing i can be sure of is that i'm probably mispronouncing it and that's something hey. that we can all find reassuring in these troubled <laughs> times definitely <laughs> our new discussion question this week um i'm also a dual parter it is mm-hmm. what minor character from pale would you love to see in an interlude from and why and wish our mom a happy birthday Woo! Yay! Um, she's working on reading the first half of Arc Five of Pale, so hopefully we'll be releasing an episode sometime soonish. Yeah, look, um, guys, we're gonna do our best. I have to say, when we started this with our or like uh, our mom critiques Wildbow, we expected it was gonna be a lot shorter. So <laughs> I don't know if our mom is gonna be able to make it through to the end, but we're gonna keep going. We're gonna until try we can't anymore <laughs> but uh yeah i just have to i feel like i have to put that out there somewhere because it is kind of a huge commitment now yeah <laughs> yeah um but she'd love to hear from y'all she is bewildered when um we People show actually her like that fans. You, yeah that's really she's funny. funny and stuff so yeah yeah she gets a kick out of it so please wish her a happy birthday that would be really really great um and we will share them with our mom and she's going to be really happy so yeah all right well thanks for listening everybody if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please subscribe share it with your friends and leave a rating and review to help support our podcast go to patreon.com slash doof media 
And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 12.1 and 12.2. Yay! Yay. All right. This week's fun fact. The word computer was first used in 1613 in a book that I forgot to write down. Um, It was used basically as a term to refer to a person who computes things. Then in 1869, it switched to just a machine before becoming the word for an electronic device in 1946. Um, 1946 feels kind of early. It does. It sure does. Well, but that's what this website that I was reading from said. So I'm going to go with it. It must be true. It must be true. (laughs) The internet never lies. Mm -mm. Never lies. It's like a practitioner or another. Yeah. It's sworn to the seal. You know, it's on a computer which computes things. So it has to be true, right? Yep. Yep. (laughs) I just have to say, Malia, I'm excited for you to read the next part, even just to see the, like, <laughs> the, just like the title of the arc. Did you see it? Um, I think I did like accidentally see it, but I can't remember what it is. So it's I don't okay. think I retained it. You're gonna you're about to read it probably as soon as I, you know, get off this call. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you, um, and just to hear initial thoughts, um, it's duress. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's an affirmative defense that you can raise in various tort and criminal um, situations. I mean, I don't know why I didn't expect the first thing out of your mouth to be a law thing, <laughs> but I should have, you know, I should have just realized that. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, like, who's going to be under duress? Probably most people. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like that sets a tone, you know? It's a, it's a tone. It's a tone. Like, who knows? Uh, I mean, I feel I say who knows, but I I feel like well, you we do know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, at least somewhat, you know. Fun. All right. Um. Well, that was a fun recording. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week unless some shit happens, and then we'll be back sometime after that, but probably <laughs> next week. <laughs> Yeah, I have this thing now where, like, I try not to, like, say inaccurate things because the practice. And that it's, felt like a moment where you were like, maybe we won't be back. <laughs> Gotta cover your ass. <laughs> no, I tend to, it's not even a practice thing. I tend to be, like, really truthful about things, almost to a fault, to where people, I mean, not all the time, but where it's like, most people would tell a white lie or something. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of be like, no, wait, I think it actually was blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm not giving a good example, but just take my word for it. I'm very truthful sometimes when it's kind of like awkward and throws off the conversation. (laughs) And I could just like, yeah, drop it. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know what that means, then that's cool. Because it's like 1030 at night right now. And I don't 
think I want to explain anymore. <laughs> this is bedtime. Bed. It's bedtime. It's bedtime. So, all right. Well, have a good night <laughs> or good morning or good afternoon. Have a good run. Or good tea time. And a or good, good nap. Drive. I mean, and a good, good uh, uh, dish cleaning do? session. Good cleaning session. Mm, a good Have camping a good trip. Camping trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Have a good <sighs> Tuesday. Have a good year. Yeah. Why was that my next thing? I don't know. It's because it's 1030 at night, which uh, feels like I'm really fucking old to be like <laughs> tired because it's like, it's 1030. I need to go and get my sleepy time so I can think. I don't know what kind of, whatever. I mean, you know what? I need to stop talking because, like, it just keeps getting worse. It's like that one time where I was, like, really fucking tired after work. And I just kept talking. (laughs) And, like, the more tired I get, the more shit just comes out of my mouth, you know? Yeah. Just, which is hopefully entertaining for a podcast. But, like, (laughs) you know, I just can't stop talking. Okay, Malia, you just need to shut this off. Just, like, cut it off. Just kill it dead. Just...